Welcome, Mistorians. Host Austin Heave She and host Brenda She Her have been waiting for you. Come along for Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode four. Are you okay? Austin, yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> you were like, let's start. And I thought, oh, what a good time for me to shift in my chair. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm Austin. Just... I interrupt Brenda when she's doing the intro. <laughs> just smack your knee into the table. I do that constantly. And my desk is hollow. <laughs> like, here's what my desk sounds like. It's just hollow. Oh. You can't. You didn't. That's another um, audio gag, Austin, that you don't get the full effect of because... <laughs> You don't hear from the microphone sitting on the desk. <laughs> I did listen to the audio gags from last week, and they are really good. You weren't wrong. They, oh, they thank did you. really well. I just had to like do that on faith because I was not sure how they would turn. They they played really good. Good, thank God, and it's not just me like screaming in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> I want an audio gag of you doing an audio gag, and then halfway through, your mom's like, "Are you okay down there?" That's what I always think she's gonna do because, like, I just there was like one time I like went upstairs afterwards and I was just like, "I Angel's back." Um, I was just like, I was like, I hope you know when I'm like yelling downstairs, it doesn't. I'm okay. Like that's just I'm just doing the podcast. <laughs> like I that's just like art, mom. I just needed to explain like what was going on. Um, but yeah, so we're doing something. We're gonna do nerd news. Don't worry. Even though it was kind of like a more chill week, mm-hmm. but we are going to do something a little bit different this week, and that's we're going to do a mailbag. So we had people send in questions last minute yesterday because I <laughs> had to had to work, um, and also I got the COVID vaccine. So that's right, I was, everybody. I was I get I'll be fully vaccinated on four twenty, and then two weeks after that look out world here i come yeah you will be unstoppable brenda and i will be able to hug and the start the planets will align and that will probably start the countdown so <laughs> watch out everyone you better watch your fucking back charles entertainment cheese we're coming for you <laughs> pizza rat <laughs> yeah i just yesterday i was like we're i have a job now i don't think i mentioned that last week i have a job and there's like a big project due, and then I had another side job I had to work on, and then usually I don't. Austin, I know that you do your research the Wednesday before we record. Usually, oh, I yeah. don't do that because I know if I do do that, something like yesterday will happen, and it won't happen. It won't get done. <laughs> so, yeah, I uh, am a reckless tornado of a human, and I'll be like, I'll think of the, I'll think of like I know what I want to do the next time I do it, and I will still start like tuesday night at 1 a.m like open a tab on my laptop and be like i'll get to this tomorrow and then wednesday is my busiest day job day so by tomorrow i mean (laughs) the next day at like nine o'clock at night (laughs) (laughs) 
I've got like a sleep disorder where if I get too stressed out, my body just goes to sleep. So <laughs> that happened also. So like when I was messaging you, I was like, oh, I feel it. My eyes were heavy and I was just like, I'm about to go to sleep. And I was just like, we got to figure something else out because this is not going to happen because I'm going to fall asleep. <laughs> so yeah, we're doing a mailbag. And so uh, by we had people send stuff in, we mean mostly our like our close friends and like yeah. one or two other people. <laughs> But if you want to submit something for the next mailbag episode, you can find us on Twitter. We did tweet about it. You 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 saw it. You you chose not to. So you You have the that. option to just ask us whatever you wanted and you within reason. It. You missed it. So now we're just going to answer questions from good friends. But first, the news. Um, Let me bring up the news. The news? Uh I can start with the news. Yeah, um, cuz you had one. Uh so we got a trailer and release date for Star Wars Bad Batch. We also got the announcement for the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, the full cast, which had some interesting things like Hayden Christensen's going to be in it. Hayden Christensen is hot now, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Hayden Christensen is hot and will be in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. I don't know if he's going to be like flashbacks or because like Hayden Christensen is not like a big dude. So I can't imagine he'd be in the Darth Vader suit. No. Um, like what they do is voice but whenever darth vader's in the suit he's got the voice changer so it's yeah like, and it's why? always it's gotta be flashbacks. it's always james and it's always james Earl jones it's always james Earl jones so i'm like it could be flashbacks but that gets weird right of like are they gonna do flashbacks of things that happened in the animated series clone wars and stuff yeah well we see those like in live action for the first time because, like, we know a lot of what goes on. If if you watch the animated series, like, there's a whole story of, like, the Clone Wars with Obi-Wan and Anakin. Like, they already did that. So what are they gonna... So we don't... I don't know. No idea. Um, we also got the trailer post and release date for Star Wars Bad Batch. It's gonna release on May the 4th. Because... Yeah, bitch. They... <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see it, my head is just like, bad bitch. And I'm like, no, um, read that again. It is an animated show. Um... It, I don't, I don't know a lot about, I could have looked it up, but I didn't because I don't know a lot about the animated Star Wars stuff. It follows a group of clone troopers who are a bad batch who, for whatever reason, the brainwash stuff didn't work on them. I think it's based on a book, but also I did not look it up and I cannot verify, so. Anyway. Uh, we're at big- a loss. <laughs> The thing that's really shocking is it, it, it has, like, a straight-to-home video movie-length premiere episode. That's wild. It has a 90-minute? Like, is that what I said? 90 or 98-minute? Oh, no, 70-minute. 70-minute yeah. premiere episode, which is a... That is a old-school Disney straight-to-home video release-length movie. <laughs> Honestly, this has vibes of, like, when I went to go see the first episode of the Clone Wars animated series in theaters. <laughs> oh my god, they did that? <laughs> they did that! It was so wild, because, like, we all, like, we went as a family, because we were just like, it's just Star Wars, and we have nothing better to do, so let's just go mm-hmm. see it. And so we're there, and initially, like, everyone's just, like, my whole family's just like, oh, this is a cartoon and then we were like by the end we were just like yeah ah it starts and you're like oh weird they're gonna make another clone wars because clone wars has that really cheesy narrator that's like and this week on clone wars and that's how the movie opens and it's just like oh what have we done we're here for checks watch an hour and (laughs) ten minutes (laughs) but now you'll be at home 
Yeah, because um, theaters are dead. (laughs) (laughs) Get wrecked theaters. Um, We had some Uh, other news with Disney Plus, right? Yeah, so it turns out we've been talking about Disney Plus a lot and about their premiere access and how Black Widow is going to be going to premiere access and Raya and the Last Dragon went to premiere access. But um, Disney has announced that Luca, which is the newest Pixar movie, will be going to just to Disney Plus. No premiere access. So just just regular Disney Plus. Same as Soul. So now we're seeing a pattern. Yeah, what is it? Because Soul is also Pixar, right? Yeah, Soul and Luca are both Pixar films, and they're both don't require, like, extra money. So it's like, what does this mean? Because they're not cheap to make. Like, you know, probably, like, what a Pixar movie costs to make is comparable to what, like, Raya costs to make. So it's like... Because Raya's not Pixar. Yeah, Raya is just straight up Disney, just like Frozen. So it's mm. it's just a weird pattern, and like I don't really know like what that means. But considering that, like you know, it was Onward was the previous Pixar movie, and that did get a theatrical release, but it was right straight up when COVID started, and then it got yeah. a very early release on Disney Plus with no premiere access. So the yeah. past three Pixar movies haven't really drawn in probably the money that they were hoping mm-hmm. and it's an interesting pattern and i don't think i like it so is it so i have a few things mm-hmm. um one first we are not sponsored by disney plus but disney no. if you got some if you got some extra money and want to pay us <laughs> we'll take we will still bash you for being dumb but we'll take your money yeah i'll take disney money do you have more <laughs> listen, of it than you know what to do with <laughs> listen i will I literally make something clear. We will take Disney's fucking check. Two, um, do we think it's Pixar deciding like they'll take the hit to put it up without the access? Do you think they're paying? Like, I don't know the arrangement with Disney Pixar. You know, I don't know yeah. how they decide who gets what money. Do you think they're just like forfeiting some of the funds to do it, or because at first I was like, oh, so is it like kids move quote unquote kids movies? Well, I'm like, no, because raya would be a family film because like mulan yeah. and black widow arguably like families probably watch them but they are most likely are pg-13 i have to assume i think mulan was PG. it was like a big deal because it was like Mulan's pg-13 whoa um i think and so is it like these pg films they're like well it's fa-, you know like I- i'm trying to figure out like what what how are they deciding this because so far it's like every other yeah it's just it and right now it's just like the it's just Pixar, so it's like, are they? It kind of feels, and I don't have confirmation of this, but it you know Pixar has always taken more risks with their stories than Disney, mm-hmm. um, for good and for bad, you know. Mm-hmm. And it just it's weird to see them and their stories that take like a little more risk, not bringing in as much profit. So mm. there's a chance that like in the future that Disney could be like these movies that took these risks. I don't know mm. how risky Luca is. I have not I don't care about Italy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. I'll see Luca. My relative is working on it and it is probably great. Uh, just so I, just, just to say, but <laughs> Yeah, I I know people are say I what the speculation seems to be around Luca is that the two main like it seems like the protagonist is queer. Yeah. That seems to be what people think the allegory is because they're like sea monsters. That's like a big secret they're hiding and people think maybe they have another secret. And I would absolutely love that if that was the case. 
yeah, it's it doesn't feel good. Like it's just it. I feel bad right. for Pixar. I feel bad for the creators who like have poured their hearts and souls into these movies. Um, no pun intended. Get it? Because Souls Pixar movie. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Gaffigan um, is in this movie. Oh, what? <laughs> Jim Gaffigan is their dad. Maya Rudolph is their mom. <laughs> the teen's played by an actual kid. He's like a he's like a actual kid. Whoa. I yeah I I hadn't I hadn't looked into it at all. If someone hey. You want to get me and Britain to watch something? Make a kid play a kid and we're there. An actual child. Like, we're there. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'm very curious what it is. And I'm wondering, like, someone, somebody who works at fucking, wait, let me me not bash any big website. (laughs) (laughs) Someone who works at a website that is probably three letters that can probably get to interview these people even though i think we're just as deserving could should probably ask them what the deal is (laughs) probably they should get to the bottom of this the only (laughs) article i could find was from another website i'm not going to mention because i don't like them but it was just like we've heard that maybe people working on luca aren't happy and it's like all right there's nothing to back this up Mm. journalism I wouldn't be shocked either, but, like, that's just conjecture. Because it's, like, there's the whole idea, right, of, like, by offering stuff not at extra cost, you drive up people subscribing and staying subscribed, which gets you more money in the long... I just read a big thing on this because there's a... This is, like, it's all conjecture, but there's rumors that NBC Universal is going to pull their stuff from other streaming to put it all on Peacock. Oh, cock. So... People are worried because, like, Fast and Furious, like, Fast, like, F9 is supposed to come out this summer. Yeah. And it's set to come out on HBO Max, but if they don't resign this deal, it won't. It'll just be on Peacock. No. But it's the idea of, like, will they get enough people subscribing to Peacock and staying, not just coming to watch, like, Fast and Furious 9 or a few other movies to make up for, like, losing all that licensing money? Because it's a lot, like, HBO Max is going to be paying probably a lot of money in contracts to have those movies. Yeah, it's like, is it beneficial for everyone to have their own streaming service, or is it more beneficial for, like, there to be, like, a couple and then, like, have companies just pay each other in order to, if you spread the subscribers too thin, then no one makes any money. Um, I don't think Peacock's going to be around for... (laughs) I don't either. They're like, we have The Office now, and everyone in the entire world was like, thank God people finally stopped talking about The Office, because it's (laughs) gone. It's effectively gone. The Office was, like, so, like, a lot of people, and it, it has aged very poorly, um, but most people watched The Office because it was convenient, because it was on Netflix. Like, you yeah. could just be like, I don't know what to watch, put on an episode of The Office. I don't think yeah. Peacock realizes that they, like, just, they broke that culture. <laughs> they freed us. Everyone was They freed, freed us, honestly. Like, they, like, broke that culture by moving it, like, and expecting everyone to go, but there's just so much, like, everyone already has a Netflix so like no one's gonna switch over to peacock like what else does peacock have besides the office which they've built their whole like subscriber tier system around how much of the office you can get that's that is like that's the most egg in a basket that's okay we no longer say putting all your eggs in one basket we (laughs) now say how many episodes of the office you oh my god like, I remember when it launched, and they're like, Peacock, it's more than TV. And I'm like, I don't, I, you couldn't pay me to care about this. No, like, 
you know, and I enjoy watching Parks and Rec every so often. Like, it, it also hasn't aged well. No no comedy show has, really. But it's... It's, it's almost impossible, unless you're King yeah, of the Hill. Yeah, King of the Hill is eternal and beautiful. <laughs> um, but, you know, now that Parks and Rec isn't on Netflix, I just don't watch it. <laughs> I, you, you're like, I simply don't watch it. It's not... <laughs> So there's no reason for me to get a whole nother subscription service. Um, I'm just going to find like something else on Netflix. And for a while, Netflix, I was just streaming episodes of Conan nonstop. But now that's gone. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, that's, and I, it's not really news because it's just like rumors. And then it was mostly an article about how streaming works and licensure and stuff. Because people are like, you don't make any money if it's for free, but it's all in the licensing. So. Yeah, so they're still making money, but it because this is like kind of unprecedented. God, it is really snowing outside. Anyway, because <laughs> it's so it's so fun. You're like it's really snowing, and all the clouds just parted here. It has been sunny all day. Oh my god, this is hell. That's I a, live in a hell. That is hilarious. Um, <laughs> sorry, not to completely derail us, but you had you had some comic news. Yes, so DC comics yesterday posted this like bracket competition bracket for like Mm -hmm. what new series they were going to publish so like they're like this series versus this series and like put it little polls on twitter for everyone to vote this whole thing was like incredibly bloated if you follow dc your whole dashboard was just like full of this because it was just like this one versus this one and here's the here's an image for this one here's an image for that one and now vote and it was just like this whole um nightmare kind of um but one thing that happened during all of this which it's kind of i think there's something kind of awful about making people who have already like created pitches for you compete because there's already pitches and writers attached to these projects yeah yeah wait wait about wait it. yeah what the fuck wait yeah so like <laughs> i thought Ryan this was North. just like a popularity contest <laughs> no wait no these are books these are books that have like Log lines and writers gl- and teams attached to them, what like kind Ryan North. Gladiator pit is this shit where they're like, yeah. hey, find out if you have a job on fucking Twitter. Yeah, and for like bigger writers, it's like not too much of a deal, but like you know, s- some smaller ones, it's like this is between you having like an income for the next couple months or whatever, and not having anything, and so that's already step one, shitty. Like, especially if like how? Co- oh my god listener miss dorian i'm letting you know you have unless you are like one of our four friends who we know works in comics and listens to this you have no fucking idea how stressful it is to make a comic book it's so stressful like you do so much work for so little money and the whole thing is like a lot of like you know um promoting yourself and like Mm -hmm. trying to get people to buy your book it's very stressful you don't make nearly as much money as you think people who do these things do it's it's wild it's really hard and you do it um, forever like every week yeah it, you're like oh well uh like especially if you're working for dc like you can't you can't be late this isn't like no. creator owned it'll be done when it's done this is like so the book was due monday at two it's now monday at 205 so you're fired <laughs> yeah it's like if um <laughs> if you're if you're not, like, one of the five men who can get away with it, five white men who can get away yeah, with, Jesus, like, not hitting deadlines. Releasing a book Hickman. four years late. Fucking Hickman. Like, you know, you're, you you have no, like, assurance. You have no health insurance. You, like, work on a freelance basis most of the time. Mm-hmm. You don't have, like, 
you have to set your own hours because you're freelance. You don't go into the office and draw for like five hours and then go home. You know, it's it's very unpredictable and really stressful. Um, so that's already bad. But one of the books that was proposed is like an LGBTQ plus um, teen superhero Justice League team book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And pretty much the logline was just like, these are teens. They're gay. <laughs> <laughs> I lo- I'm already late. I'm signed up. I know. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah, like, that would be great if DC put that book out. But then they, like, put it in competition with a Bat Family book, which, now, y'all, who's gonna win? DC, y'all are way too fucking grown to not know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Like, you know exactly what fans are gonna come out for that Bat book, and you know exactly what kind of comment section you're gonna have for LGBT people coming to vote for the queer book. Why? Yeah, it, why? 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 It it's just a mess. Like the whole thing is a mess, and I'm sure there's like great creators like involved with this, um, who like maybe thought this was cool, but like I don't think it's cool. It's it's just a lot. <laughs> it's this is pretty not cool. No, it's it's not cool. DC, come on. Yeah, God. this that's and that's been like a trend on tw- oh. Sorry, what? there's some more news. Uh, I'll, oh. I'll say this after. Um, okay. This is this has been like a trend on Twitter recently of like bigger like like uh what's it, like company accounts making these like brackets. So I thought it was like a popularity contest because IGN just had one for like best Marvel movie, but not just MCU because they also had like Spider Verse and other like animated Marvel properties. Yeah, um, and that's just kind of like. It doesn't mean anything in the end. It's just like kind of a... Because last month was March, so March Madness. So a lot of companies do brackets, and it's like, you know, just stupid, usually stupid fun. The Marvel one got a little heated. Right. (laughs) But um, it doesn't mean anything. But DC being like, these are the books that the winner will get published is like... What? (laughs) That feels feels like a... You're all like... That feels like you're at a party, right? And you're all like joking around. You're like, ah, ha, ha, I'll... I'll stab you, ha ha ha! And someone's like, "Oh yeah, I would. Uh, I'll blow up this house." You have no fucking idea how much you love this. And someone's like, "I have a bomb strapped to my chest." Whoa, what? If you do not all agree that King Kong went in a fight against Godzilla, I will blow up a city block. Whoa, what you? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, this is serious. There's real. There's real livelihoods at stake here. Like it feels like DC Walk like didn't get the joke. They're like. Everyone else is like, whoa, we're joking. We're not threatening people with homelessness. <laughs> yeah, it's like DC just rolls in and they're just like, we're not fucking around. Someone's like, oh, a bracket? That would be cool to make people compete for their livelihood. Yeah, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, this is some pop- post-apocalyptic bullshit here. Like, yeah. this is some dystopian young adult fantasy nightmare. <laughs> um... I don't know these people's names because it looks like it just got tweeted, but they just announced more cast members for the uh, Naomi show on CW, which is also a DC property, which is why I was like, oh, Naomi. Uh, cool. So yeah, we'll I'll, I'll we'll talk more about Naomi next week because they've been announcing stuff slowly, but it looks like they have the full starring cast announced. So I'm sure there'll be some interviews by next week about what the show will be about. I hope it's not edgy because it's on the CW. I have hope with who's behind it. Yeah. Um, but I also hope it's not edgy because it is on the CW. 
yeah, I just... Like, they just announced Donald Fiazon is playing Professor Utonium for the <laughs> Powerpuff Girls show, and I'm like, okay, so the show's gonna be edgy, but you cast a fun... Like, he's gonna get played... I know what's gonna happen. He's gonna be played as, like, the funny... The funny, in quotes, out-of-touch dad that doesn't realize how much he fucked up his daughters. And yeah, the fact like that the they cast pr- a black guy yeah. for... Yeah. You talk, like... I'm like, oh, cool, they cast a black guy for Utonium, because it doesn't matter. He made, like, fucking superheroes. But the fact the whole premise is, like, they're edgy superheroes who hate their dad and hate that they're raised to be superheroes. It's like, well, why did you cast, like, a funny, lovable dude? If this was, like, a fun comedy, like, live-action show that was, like, self-aware of itself, like, it it would be no big deal. But, like, the fact that, like, the logline specifically says they hate their dad, it's... CW, what the fuck? Yeah, like, like, why like why are you wasting someone that talented? Like, he's not... Yeah. Like, cast a bastard. I don't know. Yeah, cast, like, I don't know. Who's someone I hate? But not hate too much that I don't want to see them have an acting job ever again. I was going to say it- Kurt Russell's kid who's in Falcon and Winter Soldier, but I don't want him <laughs> to be jobless forever. He just has that face you hate. He just He's, he's done nothing wrong. He just has... He's got that, like, very prominent, very punchable jaw. Yeah. It's not Sorry, his fault. if you ever, for some reason, listen to this podcast, which I don't know why you would be, but if you are, <laughs> thanks so much for the support. Um, it's nothing personal. <laughs> I'm sure you're a great dude. You just look like, you know, you know how you look. You went out for that role. Yeah, it's like, you're typecast. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's okay, buddy. You come on screen and you're like, oh, wow, he has hashtag ally in his profile. husband father hero ally (laughs) (laughs) i love it all right well i think that's all the news for today so let's like get into our mailbag this is our first mailbag episode here's the mail it never fails fails. it makes me me want if it does i want to say mail I hear the Blue's Clues is, is slapping. The preschool is I, into it. I know. I'm glad. Blue is just so much fun. Yeah. I'm happy for him. I Someone's yeah. like, it, it's, someone's like, yeah, my kids really love it. It's really good. And someone asked me if I was going to watch it. And I was like, I will not be trying to watch preschool entertainment. I, I like cartoons. <laughs> cartoons made for preschoolers <laughs> is pretty strictly like you got to be like four and under or you're going to hate it. Yeah. It's like DuckTales is like probably the lowest like the youngest demographic i'm gonna go like you know because ducktail still has some stuff that i find funny like phineas and ferb okay phineas Mm -hmm. and ferb is the lowest like that's that's it anything no it's like i'm not gonna watch unless you're watching it with a kid like when i have a kid yeah like i'll watch it with them and i'll be like this i can enjoy it through you but (laughs) yeah there's nothing maybe there's like a joke every so often that's kind of funny and you like wink at the screen like thanks i was losing my mind you're like oh my god i've been sitting here for an hour (laughs) (laughs) i really needed that (laughs) all right so we'll come out of the screen today oh we'll see probably not (laughs) probably not you're watching like 30 year old episodes of barney (laughs) (laughs) let's what who do we who what find us some mail Yeah, so our first question is going to be from our friend Dante. Dante asks, I want to know what host Austin and host Brenda's favorite animals are, and I want you to make a good case for why. Oh, who's going first? I'll go first. So is it Angel? Well, yes. 
Eagle is my most favorite animal. <laughs> and he's a cat, which is my fr- most favorite species of animal. And he's right here, and I'm giving him head scratches. And that's kind of why he's the best, not only just of his whole species, but um, cats are just great, is that he's purring, so he makes like a pleasant calming sound, which science says is good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he lets me hold his cute little soft paws. He, um, I can't pick him up, which is probably um, his weakest point in that he can't be held. But I don't know, cats are just so good. Like, you really have to, like, no, stop eating plastic. (laughs) 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 You really have to get to know a cat Mm -hmm. in order for a cat to like you. So, like, a lot of people Mm -hmm. are just like, oh, I don't. You know, it's valid if you don't like cats. Like, maybe you and cats just don't, your personalities just don't gel. and then, mm-hmm. Or you're deathly allergic to them, and that's that's chill. I respect it. But stop eating plastic! <laughs> Little known fact, cats can consume as much plastic as their body weight and still choke. Yeah. <laughs> Angel's so good at it. Um, here, play with this paper. Yeah, you really just kind of have to, like, get to know them really mm-hmm. well. So, like, dogs, like, if a dog is, like, a friendly dog, they're just like, yeah, yeah, I love you. I love you. I love everyone. I love being here. I'm happy to be here. And cats, you have to, like, kind of be like, all right, what's your body language? Where where do you want to be scritched? Mm-hmm. Like, where can I pet you? How much petting is okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and when you earn their trust, it feels very special. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when they're, like, sleeping in your arms and, like, you have this tiny little little animals decided to live in your house and love you and it feels really nice nice love cats um so a lot of that plays into my favorite animal which is a lion which is just a bigger cat yes um lions uh some i there are some stories of some lions being nice i wouldn't risk it personally because like (laughs) you know like when you have a cat and they're needing you and it kind of hurts lions have big paws yes paws the size of your face (laughs) like and they, they may not mean it, you know, if it's a line that's a buddy, but them not meaning it goes, is uh not going to change the, like, gash in my body. Yeah, like, even Tiny Angel and his little tiny claws, my skin's just kind of, like, more breakable than the average person, so, like, mm-hmm. I'm just constantly covered in cat scratches. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just imagine that times a thousand and that's a lion. Yeah, but I, I've always thought lions are really cool, um... Cause they're like a big cat and they do, but they do, Mm -hmm. they'll do cat stuff, you know? And so it's really funny to see like a lion in like a rescue situation or something, um, or a protected habitat. Uh, cause they all, they are sadly poached a lot. Yeah. So a lion, like a protected habitat where people try and protect them from poachers, um, playing with like a ball or (laughs) (laughs) I remember there was this, the, so I remember, on Animal Planet, and I don't remember what they like. It was a name, and I'm sure I could find it again one day. But they were following this um, lion who it was a female lion who had adopted a gazelle. Oh, because she it's they she had been cut off from her pride and her cubs. Mm-hmm. And lions, like a lot of animals, will get like a mild depression when they think their babies are dead. Um, yeah, even though like they don't. They don't stick around together forever. Some do. Like, they may hang out in the same pride. Some break off. But so she was, like, depressed. And she found a gazelle um, after she went hunting one day. Yeah. And then she started taking care of this baby gazelle. But they both started to, like, she started starving because she wouldn't hunt with the gazelle. 
mm-hmm. and the baby gazelle wouldn't eat around her because she felt too nervous but they stuck together like she was like taking care of this baby gazelle like it was her baby oh, um she like tried to nurse it at one point and the gazelle tried and like it didn't really work Ooh. um it was it was like really it does not i will not make people listen to the bummer ending because it like that kind of story only has a bummer ending but yeah um it was it was like one of those really cool things that i was like lions are pretty neat uh i also like because when i yawn i do i i do fake big lion yawns Aww. <laughs> and you're also you're um you're a leo i am a leo so i think it's engraved in my soul I w- i'm a pisces and i'm not that in the fish mom <laughs> who can blame you they're fish I know you <laughs> fish are um, f- fine they're they're doing their best, but they are fish they are fish. this is true um yeah, that was a good answer. next question um Kim asks why hasn't Neopets been updated sooner or why wasn't there another site like it or is there i've been I've been visiting it daily this week and wishing it was more functional l o l um I have an answer to this one. Um, and I want to definitely do like a Neopets episode, like in full. Um, but let me assure you, this is not the most wildest part of a Neopets story <laughs> at all. So I want um, before. Yeah. Is Club Penguin not like Neopets? It is a little bit, but they are at their core kind of like different, um, different kind, like slightly different in like how they function and like okay. how the social aspect works. Gotcha. So with Neopets, it was kind of more of you have like little tasks you do, you like kind of talk to people, you make HTML, you like play like flash games. Mm-hmm. It was very vast and wide. Mm-hmm. Um, Club Penguin, one, it came out, I think, after all of us, because um, you, me, and Kim are like around the same age. Yeah. Um, Club Penguin came out like after we were too old. So. I never played Club Penguin. Did you play Club Penguin? No, I also didn't play Neopets. Yeah. This- oh, you didn't play <laughs> I, have, I have exactly zero from a reference. I just was like, it looks, to the outside looking in, I'm like, it looks like animals in a digital space. Yeah, Neopets had like the adopt, like you adopt a pet aspect and like that's kind of what the game centered around. In Club Penguin, you have like a physical, or had because Club Penguin is dead, um, a physical avatar mm. that exists and you move around as that avatar and everything you do is, whereas Neopets, you're kind of like separated from it. Like you don't have like an avatar in the game. Your Neopets are kind of like what you interact with the world mm-hmm. through. Um, so it's a little bit different than that. And there have been like other like quote unquote like Neopet clones, but like none of them have ever caught on. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of the reason why Neopets hasn't been updated all these years is that uh, Neopets was purchased um in the mid 2000s by Viacom, which is the company that owns Nickelodeon and MTV and like a million other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so Viacom purchased it and like put a whole bunch of money into it. And this is like Neopets Hades so when the card game was coming out and the video games and plushies and like action figures and toys. Mm-hmm. They were really pushing Neopets like very hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually it kind of like as the web, the internet evolved and like mm-hmm. kids' tastes evolved. Neopets didn't evolve fast enough, and it turned out it took a lot of money to continue to update the site as big as it had become because mm. it was this massive bloated HTML and Flash um, website with like just tons of like history mm. that would need to be updated and all these pets that would need to be updated, and it became like it wasn't bringing in as much money as 
Viacom wanted it to, and it mm-hmm. would have been a lot of money to update. So Viacom sold it to the Jumpstart company, which made like all of those like Jumpstart mm-hmm. first grade games oh, yeah. for the PC. Yeah, they're still they're still out there. Um, Jumpstart purchased it and like uh, kind of put like a little bit of work into it. There were some updates. There was like the first new pet in like mm-hmm. a thousand billion years. Mm-hmm. Um, but during this time, they introduced like clothes for Neopets, and then like there were all the clothes. So every time they wanted mm-hmm. to change like a Neopet, they had to like redraw all the clothes. It was just becoming this like massive mm-hmm. massive bloated problem mm-hmm. and so now because i've also been going on neopets kind of like sporadically mm-hmm. um recently now they're kind of like trying to enter like a it's been purchased by a different company now um it has the name dragon in it it's i think it's a chinese company mm. but um the issue now is that flash is no longer being supported which is what all of the games on the site and like a lot of other things run on right so but slowly within the last year we've been seeing like some updates there's like a neopet like beta version which is coming out which is like a mobile friendly version of neopets but not as in it's an app it's like a website that has like a mobile friendly version so you can like play the games on your phone which is kind (laughs) of i feel like it's kind of preferable because like really? having yeah, because Neopets at its core is a browser based thing, and there's still a place for browser based things because like you know kids are just gonna be on the computer and not have much to do, um, or they're gonna be like on their phone, mm-hmm. um, and if you have it confined just to the app, you lose the years and years and years of like people who have been playing this for twenty years who played on their browser because the app and the browser would not be able to like seamlessly connect with each other well really you don't think so yeah no i think you notice how like you know club penguin is an example Mm -hmm. (laughs) club penguin had like a had mobile games but they were like separate mobile games you couldn't play straight up your club penguin account on your phone Mm -hmm. um there's like uh, a different are you one second angel (laughs) (laughs) well i guess my question would be like wouldn't wouldn't you be able to bypass that if they just had like servers that you could log into either on the app or on the browser potentially yeah um are you saying like it wouldn't feel like you're like i wouldn't get the app anyway because it doesn't feel like neopets because the browser is the true way i'm 100 percent the person who would not get the app because i one don't want more apps on my phone Mm -hmm. um so think of it like this if they take the browser version Mm -hmm. and they translate the hundreds and hundreds of they go through the whole process of translating the hundreds and hundreds of games to html5 right uh, because flash is dead and then they have to do that again for an app Mm -hmm. and make that work or Mm -hmm. they can do it once and just have it be just like the browser right yeah i mean i have no idea how you make anything frankly on the internet um let alone an app or a game i was just like yeah i guess so me i didn't grow up playing a lot of browsing i didn't have the internet until i was in college Mm. um so being that that was like kind of like i got the internet in college i got my first like iphone my first smartphone that could do apps my beginning of my second year in college um Mm -hmm. so i've always enjoyed like that things are separate like on my phone i have like my apps and then my browsers for like browsing and i enjoy that like the two shan't meet like so i didn't really grow up playing browser games so to me i'm like an app sounds great because i frankly hate when i play games like in browsers 
This is like, I'm the exact opposite. Do you know that I do not use the Twitter app? No. What? <laughs> I use the Twitter is accessed from my browser and I do not have the app. That's why if you ever send me a message, for anyone who's listening, if you ever send me like a message on Twitter, I don't get a notification for that because I don't have the app. Because if I have mm-hmm. the app and I try to use it in the browser, it just takes me to the app. And I don't know why, but I don't want the app. <laughs> Brenda said, back in my day, you just, Pretty had, much. You just had your, your Firefox and your Internet <laughs> Explorer and you prayed. <laughs> That's so interesting. So I don't have notif I don't have notifications turned on for Twitter because I I this is not a bla- a brag or a flex. I get too many notifications mm-hmm. um on Twitter and I don't know like I someone sent me a screenshot that has like there's way more engagement than I do on their Twitter profile of their notifications. I was like how why do you have push notifications turned on that looks like hell. Um Yeah. So I don't have it turned on. I just like am on twitter a lot um but that is very interesting that you don't so do you have the app for like facebook messenger or does that also like only through browser when you're texting so I, on there? I, I have the app for facebook messenger but only because it would not let me use it in the browser because it's <laughs> everything. i have the app for facebook why don't you have the... I, so I've been more inclined to think about getting into the Facebook app because I don't use Facebook, but I have Messenger as essentially another texting app. So I've thought about getting rid of the Facebook app. So I have the Facebook app, but I don't use it. I use it in my browser also, unless there's like a couple things that I have to do that only app can do. So that's the only reason I have the app. This is... Brenda, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait. Okay, 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 okay. So... i'm like what do you have as an app pokemon go um let me look and see what apps i have you don't have to tell us all your apps i'm just like i'm not gonna tell all my apps i'm just gonna say like a couple apps i have so i've got the discord app Mm -hmm. i've got my youtube studio app i have google docs so i can write fan fiction on my phone at three o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. and i have a bank app for bank okay and t-mobile tuesdays T-Mobile oh, and Tuesday? then is that like a yeah? Is that like a like you like win stuff in T-Mobile? Yeah, they like every Tuesday you get to like enter a contest, and oh, sometimes they give you a burger or a coffee. I mean, that's cool. That's more than no burger. And then I guess I have I have Duolingo and a couple Japanese apps. But you so you have apps of things that like you couldn't get in browser basically. Yeah, exactly. You're like but if, if Duolingo I access- <laughs> had a browser version, I would just open Duolingo on my browser. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, now I, now I know. This is this is great. Thanks for that question, Kim. Or I never would have yeah, known so- that Brenda was a mad woman using Twitter on her browser. And her that can't be that can't be enjoyable. It's it works fine. Yeah. Exactly. You know, some- exactly. <laughs> sometimes the notifications don't pop up right away at the bottom of the screen, and sometimes I accidentally hit enter too soon. But you know, I understand it. I know it. Kim, to answer your question, (laughs) Neopets just got too bloated and too expensive to update. And now they are having to like very quickly update it all. But there has been like a lot of activity on Neopets, like Twitter and social media and with like um, merchandise. So hopefully soon we'll see like some change to the website soon. 
and I will definitely talk about this like at a later date. Um, but yeah. Nice. All right. Kim had one more question for us. Um, Kim's Kim's asking, I was going to ask this the next Conan night, but what's up with Ron's hair? The spike. Is there bone in there? <laughs> so, okay. Her, so her hair is like, that is a, that's like a thing in anime. Yeah. So like hair spikes are pretty normal, but for some reason, everyone's like very <laughs> confused. But I think it's because in Conan, everyone has not... Not normal hair, but, like, it's, like, not Yu-Gi-Oh hair, you know? Right. People have, then, like, they have hair. Except, like, Conan, hair. Conan has, like, kind of anime stuff going on, but. He's got a little cowlick. Um, but, anyway, so everyone's always like, what is up with Ron's hair? And it is just her hair. It's the way she styles it. Um, mm. Like, one of my friends said, there's an episode where she wears a wig and there's no hair bump, so it's not a bone. Mm-hmm. I also linked to this article on the Detective Conan World Wikipedia page called Hair and Detective Conan, which is... Amazing. This has to have been an April Fool's page at some point, which today we're recording April Fool's. Hello. Oh. Um, and so the Wikipedia describes um, Ron's <laughs> the hair. begins to take a shape. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Morey's trademark feature is a large lack of hair many fans refer to as her horn. Over the course of the manga, Ron's hair seems to have grown longer and pointier. Ron's hair is remarkably resilient, staying pointy even when soaking wet. However, the power of Sarah's voice has been shown to bend it backwards. And then there's, like, this timeline of, like, how Ron's hair has, like, gotten more pointy. So it shows, like... The, the protoform. <laughs> the protoform is an amorphous bulb. And then the next picture is like the horn begins to take shape. And then there's like the mature bronze horn. And that's what it looks like today. And then there's like a really long one. And it says an extrapolation of Ron's future hairstyle. That is amazing. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just like, I don't know... You'd have to almost like sit down with the artist team to be like, what shape of hair are they trying to make? Because it's hard because like it Conan is either a 2D manga or a 2D show. They don't have like a hellish 3D CGI version. They do have live action. Oh, shows. what's it like in that? What is, yeah, what is Ron? Okay, Ron Mori. Because like they're clearly going for a hairstyle that like the reason like the spikes and stuff happen in anime, it's like. One, it's become like a trope, but two, like they're trying to give shape and definition to things that are flat. Like they want characters' profiles to stand out. Okay, so there's no in the live action one. There's a couple live action ones, but in one of the live action ones, or all of them, I'm not sure. But anyway, there's no horn. Her hair mm-hmm. is just straight. Mm-hmm. Um, I also might have found a wild fact. Give me a second. Oh my god. Okay, so I have to fact check this, but according to this page, um, Yukio from Deadpool 2 played Ron <laughs> in one of the live action Wait, 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 what? <laughs> yeah, give me a second. Yukio, Deadpool 2. Yeah, wait. Yukio. Yeah, who who is this act? The actress is... Nope. Oh, here it is. Shoei Kusuna. Let's see. Let's verify this. Let's get to the butt of this. Let's go to her. Let's go to this IMDb real quick. Let's see what we got. What's is it? Just called Conan something? <laughs> I found it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Two thousand eleven. Yep. 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 <laughs> Ron Mori in Shinichi Kudo's written challenge. 
there we go. <laughs> so there, there's some there's some random wild trivia for you today. She's born. and that's wow, and that's it. it there's no bone; it's just hair. <laughs> huh. That's so interesting. That's, that's, yeah, wow. Those, that's like one of her. That's like her second big. Like she won a beauty contest, then she was in something in 2009, and her next big thing is being in Conan. Oh my god. She replaced someone else who played Ron before. Oh, so she's the second actress who played Ron. She was named Best Actress in 2012. Wow. By Cinema uh, Junpo. Sorry. <laughs> now we're just like on a dive. <laughs> she's affiliated with Oscar, like the Oscars? Oh no, she's what? affiliated with a promotion company. Ah. Sorry. Oh, she's from Australia. Yeah, she was born in Australia and moved to Japan to become an actress. Wow. The more you know. Interesting. The more you know. She, she was born in 1992. We are a year older than her. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we we have made it to the point, Brenda, where we are older than celebrities. Oh, no. I don't like that. <laughs> Take me back. Take me back. Take me back. Um, All right. We have another question. We got a next question here. It's from Kara. Uh, please tell me who your favorite Sailor Moon villains are. Do you have any, Brenda? Um, have you Sailor Mooned? Have you talked to I Sailor haven't Moon? Sailor Mo- <laughs> I haven't Sailor Mooned extensively. Like, I watched it when I was little, and I know the gist of it. Mm-hmm. I know the vibe of Sailor Moon. And uh, my answer is going to be Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> 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 from what pop culture has told me, and from what I've gleaned from existing upon the internet in the capacity that I do, mm-hmm. Tuxedo Mask is the villain of Sailor Moon. So, you and say that as I a st- joke. There yeah. is an arc where Tuxedo Mask is brainwashed and is the villain. Get out of town. Yeah. So there is an arc where Tuxedo Mask is the antagonist for a bit, where he is brainwashed. So. Oh my god. Uh, you aren't wrong. Um, <laughs> I have three favorites. It's And they're all the really strong ladies. Um, so my three favorites are Black Lady, who is evil Chiba Usa when she's grown up. Mm-hmm. Um queen barrel who's the first antagonist um if you've seen any of the intro stuff where like they're forming the team queen barrel's like the antagonist every episode um and then queen nelahine who is the and she's the main villain in the fourth series and some of the fifth well fifth series season Mm -hmm. season series because like they rename sailor moon each season anyway it gets confusing um <laughs> if you ever try and get into sailor moon please let me know and i'll help you because it'll be like sailor moon's one season but there's sailor moon sailor moon super sailor moon super S. like it's it's they're, confusing they're doing too much um yeah i don't know i enjoy because like queen barrel is your basic like she starts she gets you started you know and she's like this weird mysterious lady and um her whole thing is like she's obsessed and jealous with the fact that Princess Serenity has someone who loves her. Oh. Um, and she doesn't. So she doesn't start as like she meet her and she's evil. But her backstory is she is a sorceress who's like a low rank in Princess Serenity, who is Sailor Moon in the future on the moon. Um, she is a, like a sorcerer in Princess Serenity's like world. And mm-hmm. she she falls in love with Tuxedo Mask with Prince Edamin Ed Edaminian, um, <laughs> and she is corrupted by a different queen who detects malice in her heart, and that's where she like 
she becomes evil she leads a revolt she does all this stuff um and that is like how she becomes this villain and her whole thing is like that she's trying to collect like darkness and emotions from people to like fuel her monsters Mm. um so i think that's pretty cool uh queen the other queen i talked about uh whose name i've never learned to say right what does they have nehira yeah okay so it is nehilania uh i guess she is this antagonist for all of season four and some of season five i think it's like half of it's like the first chunk of season five i can't remember how long season Mm -hmm. five is but it's a while um but she is one she's like super strong um she's up there in like ranking i think the strongest one i mentioned is black lady or the queen might also be up there um but she is essentially like dark oh sorry uh she's like dark alternate universe queen serenity um so that's her whole thing is like she's the queen of the dead moon and she's like inverse evil queen serenity she's like the source of a lot of the moon kingdom's actual problems that happened um but queen ahelia is like jealous a lot of this the villains in sailor moon are like either jealous of like her the love she gets from others or the love of her husband or like her beauty like it's a lot of like those sorts of tropes um Mm -hmm. that is a more i think there's a conversation to be had there because it's vasilamun is created by a woman but it's like should that be what things are pivoting around but that is not a conversation that i'm having right now i just like these villains (laughs) um so i just think i think that that idea like like one of my favorite legend of zelda villains is dark link like i i enjoy the idea of like the your foil being this like mirror version of you situation yeah um which is the same reason i i enjoy uh black lady who is like the evil alt version of chibi usa mm-hmm. um yeah i like that trope too so that, that's what i got there uh they're all really cool uh they all uh <laughs> <laughs> So we had another question. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> I just that- <laughs> I just thought about like I like I was like, am I gonna say that? And then I thought about your Aquaman thing, and I was like, no. Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I had someone texting about your Aquaman bit last week. <laughs> no. I expected someone to text me about the Aquaman bit, and no one, no one did. So. He. What did they say? <laughs> Are they judging me? No, they were just like so. Brenda and Aquaman. I was like, I, I listen. I, I, I don't know. I, she, 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 listen. She didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, am I actually attracted to someone, or do I just think it will be funny to pretend I am? We'll never know. The world will never know. It's Brenda's. <laughs> I'm secret. a mystery. <laughs> Brenda, so that's Brenda's the final boss of this. Uh, she is the last mystery we'll have to solve. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. Um, yeah, we had uh, Doug asked. Uh, it's probably not much of a mystery, but I'd love if you could, if I could hear y'all talking about TTRPGs and their history. Uh, TTRPG 
is tabletop R- I was gonna say tabletop RPG and be like figure it out <laughs> <laughs> titty top <laughs> but yeah it is tape that is tabletop role-playing game or games and there's an s um tabletop role-playing games are things like uh mass or you may know monster of the week because that was on a podcast uh what's a pathfinder um um honey heist? star finder star finder honey heist honey heist, honey heist. um fiasco fate yeah so it's it's stuff like it's essentially when it when they were made because we weren't in a pandemic and it was pre-internet it was a (laughs) game that you played on a tabletop but it was a role-playing game so like think like final fantasy or uh skyrim like stuff like games where you're like leveling up and you get skills and there are growing increasingly i find in video games people say rpg and they mean you level up and there are skills and not so much there's any role playing or decision for the player character yeah i've noticed that too um but the idea is like you are playing this game by role playing through it and like making decisions that matter um so skyrim does that still so i know that matters yeah skyrim um mass effect um those are games where like yeah your decisions can actually really change like how the ending is mm-hmm. and so that's the idea of like a tabletop version of that is like you're playing it but instead of being a solo game where the game is kind of managing everything else it's you and usually like three to four other people um some games like masks for example um there's like the players and there's a gm and then there are some games like uh I'm trying to think of one that i played recently um I'll use uh, so I'm working on a game. I'm working on a game called Demos Academy. That game is a tabletop mm-hmm. role-playing game, but there is no there's no like facilitator. There's no one like running the game for you. Like you and the players are all running it together. Yeah. Um so that's a tabletop role-playing game. Um there are others that are out there's a bunch. Like there's a lot. If you want to get into it, there's probably a game you want to play. Um this is definitely something we'll cover at some point. Uh, yeah. i could talk about I think so. the history of ttrpgs for like a month uh and there's a lot of there to unpack but they've been i'll say like ttrpgs at when they started came out of like people making war games yeah um they were tactical war games that were for tactical war stuff um today they've evolved into like there's kind of like two there's like people who make war games still because there's like war war hammer yeah, um, Warhammer still comes out, and like crunchier war games yeah. still come out. So those are like, it's a tabletop role playing game, but you're no one really thinks about the role playing aspect. It's totally just like crunchy tactical war games. Some games of Warhammer 40k, I've been told can play play for a month. Jesus, where like they people meet up and they play for like seven hours, and then they either meet at a shop and there's like a space they use, or they meet at someone's house who has like a space, and they just leave it and they come back later jeez <laughs> um and then there are tabletop role-playing games like i keep saying mass because it's when i play often um that Masks are very so good role play heavy and rules light so there's like the yeah. two factions and it's there's space for both as long as everyone's chill like i'm not into crunchy tactical some people are and i'm glad they can do that 
Yeah, I'm into like very like kind of like story and character based. So once again, Masks is an incredibly good, very accessible role playing game mm-hmm. about like teen superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, that rule set is just incredibly easy to grasp and it's like mostly about like what will be cool what will fit the story and what will kind of like fit your character just i think it's like very masterfully done and super like accessible so if anyone's in thinking about like getting into like role-playing games Mm -hmm. um it doesn't have to be just like fantasy and dragons and like crawling through a dungeon which is like another um and it can be if that's what you like but Mm -hmm. if you're like i like if you like the aspect of like being able to like pretend like role play is like a character that you've created Mm -hmm. but maybe you're not into like the fantasy genre Mm -hmm. just know that there is literally like an rpg for almost everything out there especially because mask is a powered by the apocalypse game Mm -hmm. probably apocalypse is a system that is basically like do you want to make a genre game you can probably find something with that because mask is seen superheroes there is urban shadows which is like like blade and underworld it's like edgy dark nightclub like vampires and werewolves and there's like other stuff in that um mm-hmm. monster of the monster week of the week which is yeah. that that's a genre you know that genre if you like if you like want to play a game that's like supernatural or like buffy buffy charmed like there's so X files there's there's a lot of stuff out there if you ever want recommendations you can always track me down um and i can tell you what i know of but this like the history of ttrpgs is definitely something i've been trying to think of how to make it into one thing because there is there doesn't there's not like two days in a row that go by that there isn't some new shit to talk about with that (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so thank you for letting you know it's on the radar doug and that's something we'll definitely do more in depth in the future nice i think we have time for one more question okay um Paloma, we're not going to do your Hanna-Barbera one today because it's going to be a full episode soon. Um, so let's go to the um, this one from Paloma. Amalgam Comics and we'll... Oh, I, di- I guess I did not uh, <laughs> copy and paste this. Paloma wants to know um, if anything like Amalgam Comics will ever happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've lightly touched on this. So what Amalgam Comics is, is it was this big event in the 90s where DC and Marvel did crossovers with each other Mm -hmm. so it was like wolverine and captain america i could have some of these wrong because it's very hard to get a hold of (laughs) any of these it was a big crossover event like wolverine and captain america (laughs) oh wait yeah they're in the same (laughs) let me backtrack that (laughs) it was crazy you had the fantastic four hanging out with (laughs) spider-man take take my take my nerd cred Take it away. It's fu- Amalgam. Listen, Brenda knows this shit, everybody. I don't need some dude coming to harass Brenda. I will fight you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get the full list of like, so DC and Marvel are like the, they're referred to as the big two in the comic industry. Mm-hmm. So they've constantly been at war and everyone's always just like, oh, what if Batman got to fight um, Magneto or something like that. Or so what, in the who, night. <laughs> who would want to fight, you think, Batman or the Scarlet Witch? Batman has prep time. I don't fucking care. I will shut up. I, I'm so sick of. Sorry. <laughs> I'll let you answer this question. Batman gets folded by, like, a strong wind. So he's just a dude. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Amalgam specifically refers to, like, after this DC 
Marvel crossover thing in which they created a third publisher for Two's Amalgam and they mashed together a couple, like two heroes into one hero. So you had like Bruce Wayne, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, you had Captain America. God, I wish there was like a full list of this. Oh, Captain America and Superman together as one. Which Captain um, Super Super America. Yeah, Super Soldier number one, Legends of the Dark Claw. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bruce Wayne, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Bullets and Bracelets, Magneto and the Magnetic Men, Speed Demon, Spider Boy. This is, this sounds like the most, <laughs> like, when people make fun of comics, right? You know when people make fun of comics and they, like, say just n- nonsense? That is what this sounds like. Yeah, um, can I just share with you Lobo the Duck? really quick <laughs> all right now that we've gotten that out of the way <laughs> so, so these are just like very very notoriously out of print forever like people would kind of come in when i worked at the comic book store and be like oh do you have like any of like the dc marvel crossover stuff and they just have not reprinted any of it one because it's not very good and two because it's like a lot of legal shit that goes into like being able to reprint it yeah. so it's very hard to kind of get a hold of and not worth your time really I, but i can't um, imagine the i cannot imagine the absolute nightmare this was when they were trying to go over money yeah like just an absolute shit show like i so uh, you know i'm i'm a 1099 worker and mm-hmm. my taxes are, and I, like, I pay someone to do them. And even the part I have to do before paying them to do it is a nightmare. I cannot imagine their accounting team when they were like, so we did this and handing them the documents, like, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. Um, do we think that something like this will ever happen again? I, I think it would do well. I think it could be mm-hmm. cool. I don't think if you could get Mickey Mouse and <laughs> Mr. Warner in the same room with no weapons, I think your best case scenario is they don't choke each other to death. <laughs> yeah, and it's like there's historical um presence of like Disney and Warner Brothers being able to work together but not well. No. So like um an example is going to be Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yep. <laughs> um in which Mickey Mouse the Mickey Mouse characters and the Looney Tunes characters had to literally be on screen for the exact same amount yeah, of time. That is, frame that frame. is the only way they could like get this to work. They were like, yeah, well, if Bugs Bunny gets four minutes and 10 seconds and eight milliseconds. So like they had somebody watch that film from both teams that counted the milliseconds of them being on screen to make sure it was the exact same. Yeah, just absolutely that wild. That is the level of pettiness that exists when you are multi-billion dollar companies against each other yeah and like when this last happened in the 90s um let's like rewind to like where both companies were Mm -hmm. um 96 marvel's doing pretty good 92 dc's doing okay um they don't got the comic book they don't no one no one has listen late 90s the bubbles blown up nobody yep, has it's... any fucking money they're like do you have four dollars and like we're well, gonna ask you if you have four dollars oh boy <laughs> oh no so like comics aren't selling and they really need to think of something fast to get comic books to sell and a big crossover was beneficial for both sides but now we're like 
the movies for Marvel are doing really good. Mm. DC's movies do bring money in somehow. They exist. (laughs) Yeah, they're out there and people apparently watch them and they make decent money. Um, Neither company really needs that. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we're going to see it again. No. It was like a good idea in order to drum up a like attention and like get comic books moving and like kind of try to reignite the comic book um, industry in a time when like mm-hmm. <laughs> it was maybe dying and both companies were really struggling. But now neither one, you know, is really struggling despite, you know, how single issue comics are kind of unfortunately seemingly on the outs. Right. Um, well, I mean, so I don't think. And, f- yeah? and frankly, it's like the time period they were trying to send. I don't know if it works now because this is also like, they are trying to what they're trying to bring back in the money they're missing quote unquote are the speculators yes like speculators are pulling out because there's some new fad thing to like speculate about or whatever um pokemon cards yeah exactly everyone's getting their pokemon cards not Yu-Gi-Oh cards well may if they're like on the cutting edge because Yu-Gi-Oh is happening in japan um yeah that's next (laughs) and so like People are moving on to like this. This thing is the the paper that I'll sell for more paper later, and they're like, "Wait, what if they're de- the, the first appearance of Batman and Spider Man together?" Like you know, like the speculators will like, "Oh, well, I'm nom 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 nom, eat that shit up." Yeah, it's like this is a first appearance, which is what speculators like absolutely thrive on. You know, so like that issue of like Batman damn number one first appearance of Batman stick yeah. or <laughs> Batman. Like, right after Tom King stopped writing Batman, the first issue after was, like, first appearance of Joker's new girlfriend. That was how they were just, <sighs> That was how they were like, we gotta keep the speculators on board. There's gonna be a new character. Anytime there's a new character, speculators are like, I gotta buy it. It'll be worth money one day, maybe, if she gets a movie. Yeah, it's like how when, like, Naomi came out and, like, people slept on it for, like, ever, mm-hmm. and then they were like, wait! Oh, it's the first appearance! And then everyone was just like, ah! Right. It was, it was ridiculous. Um... Amalgam Comics does have a listing in Marvel's multiverse. It has an Earth number. Oh. In the official the official handbook of Marvel Universe Alternate Universe's 2005 edition, it is dubbed Earth 9602. And in editions pre- of this book, since they've released it again, this handbook, it's still listed. So they still they still say it exists in their universe. It's out there. Yeah. There's so there's always a potential. Yeah. There the fact that they don't. The fact that they gave it a number for so for Marvel, that's like and DC does it too to a lesser extent. Um, yeah, but that's for Marvel. It's a pretty big deal because they have the Watchers and like so the the fact that it has a number in Marvel's canon means there's a Watcher for it. So like someone is still there keeping track of what's going on. So do I think it'll happen soon? No, but I don't know. Let's see. Let's see what DC can pull out of their butt with Robert Pattinson Batman. <laughs> Let's see how that goes. Like, if DC yeah. starts losing money on these movies, they might go uh, knocking on Mickey's door. Be like, hey, Mickey. Mickey's like, what do you want? <laughs> they'll, they'll text Kevin Feige like, hey, man, you think you could do an amalgam movie? Do you think you think the you think you can talk to your dad about that? <laughs> 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 hey, Kevin. What what would we have to do to get Mickey to give you a check for an amalgam like show like a like twenty four episodes? It could be like WandaVision, like where it's like, oh, what's going on? You know that Kevin. He <laughs> <laughs> said the DCW shows aren't doing it. <laughs> People stopped watching nobody's, the Flash. 
people don't like the flash anymore because apparently Grant Rustin's awful. <laughs> <laughs> They're over the arrow. We had the like edgy Batman thing, but people got over it. <laughs> it was essentially Batman but with a green arrow and people like were into it and they weren't into it. <laughs> so what do we do? <laughs> Because I think it could be cool. I, I just don't think we'll, like, I won't hold my breath. Like, these companies have just gotten so big now. And they're now, like, partnered with, like, other, like, bigger companies. So, like, yeah. you know, back when this happened, like, DC was just bopping around just being DC. And Marvel was just bopping around being Marvel. But now, like, Marvel's owned by Disney. War or DC's owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah. And, like, those are also historically two companies that don't get along. Yeah. So it's they like, I just don't think. They literally got bought by creator, like, they literally got bought by like bigger rivals because like, like marvel and dc mm -hmm. were like they were right you, you know i don't know how deep it really went like fans don't really care they probably didn't really care like you work for other ones and then like suddenly they're owned by rivals and you get like this writer only works for dc now and you're like what are you oh mean? yeah <laughs> Like, those, like, exclusive contracts, just like, Tom King is exclusive with DC now. Yeah, and, and it's like, oh. Marvel has a, that dude who keeps making everybody a cop. Ooh, who is that? Jason Aaron, is that him? Yeah, I, oh, let's not, we gotta think about this. I think so, because he had that run on Thor. He had that run on Thor. It's Jason, it is Jason Aaron. I was, I, I looked up okay. Thor cop. I was like. <laughs> I looked up Thor cop ending. And it Thor cop. <laughs> Jason Aaron. I don't want a, um. Ethan King, Tom King type situation on our hands, <laughs> which is not a blunder that we did, but it's historically a blunder that I watched happen in real time. You <laughs> <laughs> got him. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so like, and that and that's like a. I'm not here to talk about that storyline or not. It's more just like it's weird. It's weird. And it's definitely something you notice as a comic fan as these two got bought and like, and then got owned by bigger, like, arguably like way over their head, way over their pay grade rivals, you know, that they were like, yeah, yeah. you can't just, what do you, you know, because like those companies don't know how comic books work. And so no. some, it just takes one junior exec walk around the office like, oh, what are you working on? And they're like, oh, this thing for DC before the meeting. And they're like, whoa. Are you a fucking spy? What are you... Are you a spy? What do you... I don't work for... Like, you know I don't work for you, right? <laughs> you... <laughs> you guys send me a check without taxes removed and tell me good luck. <laughs> and then God. and then suddenly you get like, whoa, so they need to work for just us because what if they, like, tell them what's going... You know, because, like, comic writers and artists don't give a shit. No, they just want to write... Um, I'm just thinking about when like Brian Michael Bendis went over to DC and they were like doing ads and they were just like yeah. he's coming. Yeah, that was like the that was like the biggest fucking deal because they were like we stole Bendis from Marvel. Bendis is coming. We to got DC. he's gonna write Superman. We got Brian Superman. Michael Bendis. Fuck you guys. Brian Michael Bendis, you know him. He's he wrote all that stuff you like and he'll write good stuff for us too. Was, probably hopefully. Yeah, it was it was so bizarre because it was like a. It was, like, what I imagine people feel like when sports teams, like, take <laughs> someone's quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Their ball puncher. Um, it's, it feels like that's what they thought they did. But in reality, it was just, like, like I, d I don't know any comic fan who actually cared. Other than, like, oh, he's going to write Superman. I wonder how that'll be. 
Like, that was it. It wasn't like... <laughs> yeah. Or like when they took Tom King, like, Tom King's exclusive to DC. I was like, that's weird. I was hoping he'd write more stuff. But oh, like, because I would hope that Tom King would write a Spider-Man story. And then I got what I oh, wanted so from good. Chip Zdarsky. So I was like, this is fine. Um, I was like, I don't give yeah. a shit. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, good old Chip can just do it. Wow. Yeah, I was like, we don't okay. need Tom King. Yeah. Oh, what? Tom King's a one trick pony? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> Love Tom King. But oh, my God. I'm sorry. Tom There's... King. It's nothing personal. There's no, there's not, nothing personal. It you Your one trick is fine. But when your one trick is something that dudes I hate like, it makes it really hard to like. Boy, you really do love that nine-panel grid, don't you? <laughs> it doesn't oh, absolutely double my read time or anything. It's fine, oh, I don't care. Oh my god. <laughs> Tom King has a new book. I wonder what it'll be. I bet it's about a sad dude in his mid to late 40s that has, a, about... that has a wife and thinks his life is out in shambles. Oh, hey, look at this. <laughs> look at that. That's exactly what it is. Oh, again. <laughs> Do you think Batman will get to be happy? Well, no, Tom King's writing him, so Batman must be missing. No, I bet the... <laughs> I'm just thinking about the wedding. How, like... Okay, I'm just going to talk about the Batman's wedding Do really it. quick. We, we so still have, like, Batman's... nine minutes. <laughs> okay. Batman's wedding. Batman was to be wed to Catwoman. This isn't spoilers. This happened, like, four years ago. Four three years i don't care um the batman was to be wed to catwoman and this was this whole build-up like dc was like sending stuff to stores to get hype they were like hey throw a party they were like there's all these variants there's all these lead-ups to this wedding i was gonna dress so, up. like i was going to get in like a suit and come like i think i was talking with our friend paloma like do should we dress up on the release day will it and like take like photos with the book yeah we were all thinking about getting dressed up we ordered a cake and then, like, the weekend, like, the weekend before, I feel like it was a Sunday, mm-hmm. weekend before, DC leaked what happened in the wedding before the mm-hmm. issue came out. Mm-hmm. So this is, like, a big issue that people are going to be get to, like, see if, like, does Batman actually get married? And DC does, like, does, whoa, does... you might want to come down there. He's not. <laughs> yeah, like, so we're, like, celebrating this wedding, you know, like, trying to sell books that we're hoping people will buy because it's, like, for Batman's wedding, like, back to the speculators, like, they can, like, write on the back in a Sharpie, Batman's fucking wedding. Batman's like mother, <laughs> Batman's motherfucking wedding, bitch. <laughs> Batman, ag- Batman actually gets fucking married in this one. Um, so we're ho- that's what we're hoping for. We have just, like, dozens upon dozens upon dozens. We've ordered big on this issue because it's this is a big deal. We've got a fucking cake like, I'm gonna on a, the I'm counter gonna a car we're gonna get a fourth store yeah it's like we think this is gonna be big and great and awesome and then dc's just like actually wait the wedding doesn't happen cat is it does it catwoman leave does batman leave catwoman, i don't fucking it's, care it turns out it turns out it was all an elaborate ploy by bane to break the bat oh, emotionally yes because he's already broken yes. physically and so i think it's like I think the book starts and she like doesn't go to the old like it starts and it's like they don't get married like it's not even a build up of like when it it's, there's this whole thing about her dress they get like they have a real life designer design her dress she never wears it in the book you don't even see it no you see it it's on the cover of the book yes. and like they it, and this is a gorgeous absolutely beautiful dress they get Joelle Jones to do the I think it's Joelle Jones to do the art mm-hmm. on it and then the wedding doesn't happen. 
It, the issue's not even about the wedding. Not even remotely. I had to read five one shots about <laughs> about the, the bad inv- family getting ready to the wedding. Him picking a best man. Yeah. There's this whole thing about like the Joker looking for his invitation to the wedding. Like, there's this whole buildup. These all these tie-ins about like who's gonna be there, who's his best man, who's like the fucking ring. There's these. There's this mini issue about like her trying to bond with his son because she's like, "I'm gonna be your stepmom. I hope that won't yeah. be weird." We've tried Good to kill issue. each other. Great. Yeah, it's like we've literally almost murdered each other, but I hope you will someday call me mom. Like, there's <laughs> this whole thing. Like, she fights his like his damien's real mom tries to like break them up like she breaks she like crashes one of their date nights talia come on you've <laughs> sabotaged this relationship is, enough talia, yourself. that's a little messy come they're like they're like out on a double date with lois lane and clark ken like this is a very good issue by the way it's such a good issue there's this there's this, so they don't have any like street it's like a costume night or something at this fair yeah and they don't know it's a costume night and so they have to like think of a costume and so bruce and clark switch they're like we have our real cut but we'll be and so they switch costumes and bruce is so bruce is livid (laughs) he's so upset and clark kent is the goofiest fucking goober in those he's like peak himbo he's like we're having a great time and bruce is like i will strangle you you strong superhuman alien (laughs) <laughs> it's yeah these issues i should figure out like what numbers they are i think it's like two issues i think they're like the are, white i think it's like late 40s i think they're the, like the two right before the wedding okay they're very good it is peak like how batman and superman's relationship works mm-hmm. and it like also shows that like they are very close friends mm-hmm. um if not more um, i think clark is like <laughs> you didn't tell me like i think clark is like ups- like clark's upset because like he's like um because there's this like whole parallel thing where they're like saving they're like on the same case and like batman's talking to catwoman she's like why didn't you tell him and bruce is like he could know if he wanted to like he could be listening right you know and like clark's and like lois is like why don't you tell him you know and clark's like if he wants to know he tell me i can't believe he didn't tell me i thought we were friends um yeah and this whole fucking, like, they're having this, like, dick measuring contest, and it ends with, like, Lois and Selena, like, meeting each other, and she's like, Selena, Lois, and she's like, they'll figure it out. Do you want to go, like, get, like you want to go get a drink? <laughs> yeah, they're just like, I'll let them just just figure this one out um, on their own. It's, it's so funny. And then, yeah, like, there's the second issue, they go on a double date, and, like, Talia shows up, and like, this is messy, sweetie. They're, like, on a date. Like, come on. Yeah. Listen. Talia, you could have had Bruce, but you sabotaged that relationship. But also you were written very poorly, so it's not entirely it's your not fault. It's not entirely your fault, but this is messy. This is very you messy. You can't show up at like, a, they're like at a carnival, just like being people. <laughs> God, it's so good. I, I do love those issues. Like, it's, I'm mad about the wedding. Yeah, I'm glad that I got some good Batman Superman interaction. It's so, it's so weird because like, it'd be one thing if like they get to the wedding and then they're like... She's been body snapped. It was it was a poison ivy or something, you know. And the, instead, it's just like her. She just leaves. Her friend convinces her there's no way she can marry Batman because Batman has to be miserably Batman. And if she marries him, oh she'll steal Batman from Gotham. And then what will Gotham do? And I'm like, Jesus. One, there is. I, I'm really. I, you guys have built a really shoddy universe. 
there is a superhuman man one city over who like i don't know why you have any other superheroes you have well, it's like, you have a god who lives like 30 square miles away yeah he's like over there he'll take care of gotham but also like gotham is just filthy with robins Fil- there now are so like so many fucking bat family people they're just running around and it's like, I'm sure that like between all of them, they can keep this, maybe not Jason, but they can keep the city <laughs> in or like, you know, like functioning. <laughs> you, you think Dick's going through his phone. He's like, he makes a group message. He's like, Damien, uh, Barbara, mm-hmm. Barbara. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> he like gets to Jason. Duke. Uh, Duke. Um, Alfred, of course. Cassandra, um, Stephanie, Tim, and like that's <laughs> it. Starfire's like <laughs> you forgot about Jason. No, 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 no. I don't need to deal with that today. And then Jason shows up anyway. He's just like, "What the fuck, Dick? Hey, Jake, what the fuck? I didn't get your text message, but I made it. Don't worry. Bruce Ray's a really good detective, and all of us. I'm here to help. I bought fourteen guns. Oh, <laughs> he's just." Like, Oh, that's a lot of guns, Jason. So it's just like that that Lord of the Rings meme where it's just like, I brought my bow. I, like, and my bow. Or, God, Glock. fuck, wait. And my axe. <laughs> and my Glock. <laughs> it's like, Jason, it's put like, that away. All right, tonight, guys, we're taking out a drug smuggling ring. Jason's like, I'll shoot them all with this bazooka. Whoa! So they're just normal dudes. We will punch them and get rid of the drugs. We don't need to bazooka anybody. There's not a monster. Maybe I should bring the bazooka just in case. What if, like, Solomon Grundy shows up? I don't think he will, Jason. He's in Arkham. Bruce put him in <laughs> Arkham, and he's been happy there. What about Mr. Freeze? Well, Mr. Freeze is going through a traumatic experience and just lives in his house now. He's super <laughs> chill. We've dealt with Mr. Freeze. Well, if the, We had tea at his house the other day. <laughs> well, if the Joker shows up, I, I don't... He's just a dude. You, you, you can bring one gun with one bullet that says Joker on it. And if you shoot it anyone else... <laughs> He's like, well, can I hit someone with a bazooka? I mean, in theory, you can, but wouldn't it be more efficient to use a bow staff? No, I know the weight of this one. All right. <laughs> well, would you unload the bazooka? Okay, but when I'm gonna, you're gonna miss that rocket. I, I don't think we will, Jason. You, Jason, <laughs> Jason. We are at time. Jason is a fucking murderer who needs to be taken off the streets. Jason is. <laughs> The fact that Bruce has not t- brought in Jason is worrisome because Jason should not be left alone with weapons. Yeah, it's like Jason's like always having like a massive like, like he's just running through the city like shooting people, and Bruce is just like, yeah, well, just let him be. It and it's like, excuse me, <laughs> he's angry. What am I supposed to do about it? Um, I don't know, man. Maybe like don't let him do that. Like, oh, it's so weird because they're making that Gotham Knights game, and I'm like, it's. You have to suspend so much disbelief, right? Because, like, in the other Batman games, you, like, punch and kick and sometimes throw a battering. And, like, the other two heroes you can play in that game punch, kick, and throw a battering. And Jason is gun. And I'm like, are you telling me I shoot a dude, but I need to combo shoot this dude? Because I shot him with a gun. And I don't know. Yeah. I've never been (laughs) shot, but I'm told if you get shot once, it's enough to incapacitate you. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, is Jason going to be like OP? Is he going to be like awful to play? Um, he only has one we move don't know. and it's gun, but it takes forever to load. He brought a musket. <laughs> <laughs> Just brought a fucking musket. 
And, like, over, like, in the corner, like, Dick Grayson's, like, doing, like, 50 million, like, crazy moves. And, like, Jason's just loading a musket very I'll be, slowly. I'll be right there, Dick. Don't worry. I got your back, bro. I'm coming. Ah, shit. Jason, you should have stayed home. I, st- I stuffed it too full of black powder. I gotta start over. <laughs> yeah. That's the mail. Does that answer your question, Paloma? Yeah, that, and so, and that answers your question on Amalgam Comics. I hope everyone is satisfied with their mailbag answers. Uh, send in more mail and we'll answer your questions the next time Brenda is sleepy. Yes. TJ, I didn't get to your questions, but I've got them and I will answer They're them. They're right here on this Google Doc. <laughs> it's, it's true. You can see them. The Snoopy, the Snoopy and Garfield one, I'm very compelled by. So we will get to that I have, someday. I, I know my answer and I can't wait to be. I also know my answer. We want to three, two, one, say our answers and then then end the episode. Okay. All right, ready? Three, two, one. Garfield. Garfield. Oh. Yeah. Enough compatible. All right, bye. (laughs) Yeah. Bye, everyone. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Our music was provided by Esperanza Garay Negron, and you can find their music on Bandcamp at knifenun.bandcamp.com. Our introduction was voiced by Cafe 3G. You can find him under that handle on Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is a part of the Nacellecast Podcast Network. You can find us at Nerd Mysteries on Twitter. The show is edited and produced every week by the amazing host Brenda. And as a reminder, please, please, please... If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star review. Helps to show it a lot. Tell a friend about the show. And until next time, historians, see ya.